Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Introverted noise. Hurry up, Daddy. Let's do it. Rolls out to the right. Five seconds to go in the first half. Dante fires deep to the left. Moss caught it at the 11, but now he oh, pitches look at it. This. To oh, Mo Williams. Touchdown. You gotta be kidding All right, and we are back. Another day, more instant reaction. Round four is in the books, and we got a veteran, an OG, an alumni of the Climbing the Pocket family coming back to join myself and Saxy Prince today to give a bit of analysis on these fourth rounders. You might have cheated on him just a little bit in high school, just a little bit. My man, Luke, how you doing, bro? Hey, I've never been cheated on, to my knowledge, but I've been cheated <laughs> off of. Yeah, cheated off of him. Cheated off of him. Che- Forgive me. <laughs> I, I need to work on that. I need to work. You might have cheated off of him in high school. But, Luke, we got some picks. We got some new players. And we're going to start off here with, uh, you know, the the uh, Daniel Hunter clone. <clears throat> oh, boy. <laughs> that the uh, the Vikings drafted in the fourth round. DJ Wanham. Uh, this was probably the first pick that I saw where there seemed to be a bit of disagreement about the value that we were getting on this pick. Uh, DJ Wanham, Luke, talk to me. What do you think about this pick to the Vikings? Okay, yeah. So the the thing that everybody says is, oh, he's like the next, you know, athletic uh, but raw pass rusher. And so therefore he's Daniel Hunter, which is probably going to happen like every year they take this guy. But so he's not Daniel Hunter. He's not athletic as as athletic as as Daniel Hunter. He does have positive athleticism, uh, but it's not like Daniel Hunter was an alien. Like he's not the alien that that was. Um, the the book on him is he he has a lot of length, and the problem is that he doesn't have a lot of bend or flexibility, and so he can't get low and kind of get around tackles that way. Um, and that is a really, really difficult thing to teach. So, I mean, listen, if Andre Patterson likes a defensive lineman, far be it from me to be like, Andre Patterson's actually wrong here. But I think his odds of, of turning out into Daniel Hunter are probably less than his odds of turning into somebody like a Steven Weatherly. And I think somebody who fulfills that role at pick 117, probably a little reach, but nothing that, you know, has me frothing at the mouth. But, but player profiler tells me that he comps athletically to Alden Smith. Shouldn't that get me excited? <laughs> he is he is a good athlete. I, I don't want to like make it seem like he's just some average athlete or whatever. He's he, he's a plus athlete, just not the Neil Hunter. Maybe calm down on that. <laughs> <laughs> and Prince, how about you, man? When this pick came in, what were your thoughts? Uh, was it a position that you wanted him to address? Did you was this a player that you liked? What were your thoughts when this one came in? Talking about one of them, right? Um, you know. I, I, I immediately I don't know very much about him. So obviously the first thing I went to is obviously his athletic profile. 
not an athlete really, um, you know, obviously in terms of NFL standards and whatnot. Um, so obviously they were looking to address that, that, that edge. Um, but what it looks like they found is just like an, another backup rotational guy that they're going to try to, um, you know, try to work into that rotation. I don't imagine him cracking the lineup of being a starter at all. Um, so when I saw the pick, uh, I, I wasn't happy about it because I felt like this probably could have been, there's another talent on the board and they they probably could have, um, waited on this guy. So, uh, I like to say as far as the draft, um, after you get into like the day three, um, you're really picking a lot of guys who might have some upside, but you, again, you are even more so kind of just, uh, trying to find lightning in a bottle. Um, so I, you can obviously use a consensus draft board and, and try to evaluate the picks that, that way. And, or what I just say, like, Hey, people are just like, you know, they're trying to find optimism in these picks. And I think it, you know, obviously, because your team's like them, you want to be optimistic about it. But at the same time, you can you can be uh, critical and say, like, hey, this probably wasn't a great pick. Um, they probably either could have chose to trade down or selected a person maybe at a more premium position. Uh, but they didn't need a defensive end, so they they, they took a guy. Um, not happy about it, but, you know, we'll see. Maybe uh, uh, Patterson can can find a way to, to use him more uniquely. But... Um, I think this was a more of a negative pick than than anything that I can find positive about it. Okay, so from what I've gathered from the two of you, then we just drafted Scott Crichton. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move along here, where the Vikings, um, I guess, went with a pick that seemed to kind of break all of the athletic thresholds they would typically go for. When they kind of came back around, still in the trenches, and they got James Lynch, a player that they were rumored to like going in. Uh, Luke, how did you feel about this one? Uh, this one got me hyped up, actually. I, I really wanted James Lynch. I When they were about to pick last night at 105, I was like, oh, James Lynch, I'd take him here. And then so to trade, to do the h- hilarious meme trade down to 130 and get James Lynch at 130 anyways is pretty dope. Um, so he's, uh, uh, like tenacious, you know, another like motor defensive tackle. And this whole draft has kind of had a theme of these like guys that are just like dog fighters and you, you're really going to get like a chirpy mentality, which should be fun. Um, and I, I think what strikes me about him is that he lined up in quite a lot of different places, uh, per the, the PFF draft guide. He, he lined up at five tech. He lined up, I think he even played like will sometimes or something, you know, lined up like outside and on the edge and lined up, uh, in a lot of different places. So for me, give that to Mike Zimmer and Dom capers, who are maybe the two most creative blitz designers in the league give a guy that can kind of go anywhere and line up, you know, at any point on the front and, and you can start getting some of their, their weird dreams to be realized. And so where do you see him coming in and what position do you see him uh, competing for when he gets in? I think he competes for three tech. I think at Oregon, he played five technique cause they do a three, four, uh, but you know, rush the B gap, which is three technique. So I think he comes in and, and competes with Shamar Stefan, but I know they're super high on Shamar Stefan. So I don't know what his chances would be. Wow. Words. I never thought I'd hear on this podcast. They are super high on Shamar Stefan's. We don't get that a lot around here, Luke. I mean, I'm not, but they are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Prince. So, uh, now you're up, you're shot. We got James Lynch, someone that Miles had talked about a little bit about the Vikings being interested in before the pick even came in. Uh, what are your thoughts on this high motor guy? Not, you know, the plus athlete that we often see from uh, the Vikings at this point in the draft, but um, yeah, high motor player that's going to come in, clog up the middle. 
Is this a pick that made you happy? Is this a position you wanted them to address? Or was there somebody else on the board um, not named Tyler Johnson that you wanted to select? Well, Tyler Johnson is now officially off the board. The Buccaneers have both sniped both Antonio, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. and Tyler Johnson. So my Minnesota dream is basically almost dead. I mean, they could probably still grab a Minnesota guy late, like a Kara Coughlin. Um, but what I will say um, is I actually like this pick a lot more than I liked the, uh, you know, liked the one um, on pick. Um, I think you got a, a lot better value. Like you said, he wasn't, he, he wasn't great. Um, he's not a you know, plus athlete at any means, but obviously they needed to address their, their three and or potentially five technique at, at some point in this draft. And the fact that they, um, did it now was, was was good in my opinion. Um, so I I would say this is more positive. I think of the fourth round picks, this is probably my favorite of the um, of the three. So um, yeah, it, it, I think it's a, it's a it's better better value pick than anything else. We don't know what he'll become, but you know we'll see. All right, and Luke, bring us home the pick that got Eric excited. And you know when Eric is getting excited about fourth rounders, maybe it's someone we should pay a little bit of attention to, but. Troy Dye, linebacker from Oregon, and, you know, death taxes and the Vikings picking a linebacker on day three. Luke, what did you think of this one? Yeah, isn't this like PFF's like third rated off-ball linebacker or something crazy? Like they were really high on him. Um, Yeah, I I like this a lot, too. I I would be uh, hard-pressed to disagree with him here. Um, so he's like this really aggressive, big, long, uh, off ball linebacker his strength is in coverage, which is always very important for an off ball linebacker. The reason he's down here is because he's, uh, very slight and he has like a play strength issue. So he's not going to be, you know, the run thumping, uh, Ben Gideon kind of guy that they, uh, usually like to pick with your, you know, like Kentrell brothers and stuff. He's a little bit more of like a rangy coverage linebacker. It's probably why Eric absolutely loves it. Cause coverage is King. Right. Um, but he also like, he's built like a safety. Like it's a, it's not like he's a little too small for linebacker. Like it's a, maybe he can't play the position kind of problem. So either you get him to put on a little weight and see if he's still good, or you just say, all right, he's a tweener between will linebacker and safety. The Vikings kind of have a use for that. That's what they did with Jaron curse. So put him in that big nickel, see if he can't cover with tight ends and stuff. And you can kind of call him the, the guy who's going to hopefully be your matchup tight end counter uh, rotational kind of come in as a coverage guy and give you a, a little bit of an extra spice to your base package. I like that. And you were correct, Luke. He was their third off ball linebacker and a new Jaron curse. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty important role. Jaron curse got a lot of important snaps for us. So with that in mind, Prince, what did you think about this pick? Uh, I, I think this was, uh, this would be the second in line of, of the picks that I would put. Um, I, I liked our previous pick more than this one, but Definitely like this pick more than the first fourth, fourth round pick. So um, I think a lot like what Luke's saying, you know, you get a uh, you get a guy who um, is likely not going to be a starter, uh, but he is definitely he might compete for a, a rotational guy to see what Zim and, and company can do uh, can do with him. So I don't know a ton about I don't know a ton about him. I'll have to go back watch some some tape of him from college. Um, but otherwise, uh, the fourth round was a, we addressed the defense. I mean, we got two guys on the defensive line and then, uh, got, got another guy on that second level. So I think, uh, this was Zimmer being like, Hey, I, I gave you guys some weapons up front. So let's give, let's give me a little something. So, uh, we'll see how the rest of this draft goes. So Prince, uh, with what they've done so far, what do you want to see the rest of the way? What positions? Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it heart was broken uh, having the Bucks take Tyler Johnson because um, I think they still need to address the wide receiver position. I was kind of hoping they would address it at some point in this fourth round. Um, so I'm still hoping for another wide receiver. Um, I am also hoping for another, may, probably another corner as well too. Um, corner slash safety, maybe one of those tweeners that you can you can find a guy that maybe either played a corner who who um, could play safety. Um, or, you know, maybe a guy who kind of just, he played a lot of nickel or whatever the case is. I still think they need to address uh, that that back end as well. So I'm looking, obviously, a wide receiver, and then I'm looking for um, a coverage guy in, in some kind of way. Um, and then probably running back. Just, I mean, we're in the fifth round now, so this would be a great time to just snag a running back. Um, and then maybe address the, the quarterback position. Not Jake Fromm. <laughs> and uh luke bring me home here what are you looking for what are you hoping to see for the rest of the way as the uh, the vikings continue through this uh this third day of the draft I, I think i'm in lockstep with yankee here i want to see him get another skill player give me a wide receiver i like uh quez watkins out of uh southern miss he is kind of a gadget player he's not like your your classic you know downfield receiver he's more of a guy you have to scheme touches for but in the fifth round I actually think that's an element that the offense could use because they have plenty of you know standard downfield Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson can do that role just fine I think Tajay Sharp is fine at that you know give me somebody who who kind of enables the weird stuff they need some weird stuff and then yeah I would love to say I mean they've got so many picks why not swing on a quarterback screw it too you have 13 picks what is he gonna not make the team what do you have to lose um, I, I like Cole McDonald out of Hawaii I, I think Anthony Gordon is still on the board. A lot of people really like him as like a raw project, you know, put him on the practice squad for two years and maybe he turns into something. Um, but yeah, I would love to take a swing on one of those guys. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, thank you for making times. Listeners, thanks for sticking with us. And uh, yeah, we'll be back. Uh, as I guess uh, Rick continues to make his uh, 175 picks on this third day of the draft. <laughs> Y'all have a good one. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical.